Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war In a world where quick fixes and instant solutions are often sought after, the dangers of psychotropic drugs and the issue of overprescribing by physicians cannot be ignored. It is a growing concern that urgently needs to be addressed. Psychotropic drugs, while they may have their place in certain cases, should not be handed out like candy. Overprescribing these medications can lead to serious consequences for patients. The potential side effects and long-term implications on mental health should not be taken lightly. One specific area where we see overdiagnosis and overprescribing that has become alarmingly prevalent is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD. While ADHD is a legitimate condition that affects many individuals, it is being diagnosed at an alarming rate. Doctors need to exercise caution when diagnosing ADHD and avoid jumping to conclusions without thorough evaluation. Because this not only puts unnecessary pressure on individuals who may not actually have the condition, but it also exposes them to the risks associated with psychotropic drug use. It is crucial that doctors take a holistic approach when assessing patient symptoms and consider other factors such as lifestyle, environment, and underlying mental health conditions before resorting to these medications. We must encourage an open dialogue between patients and healthcare professionals regarding the potential dangers of psychotropic drugs and the importance of responsible prescribing practices. Education about alternative treatment options, therapy techniques, lifestyle changes, and non-pharmaceutical interventions should always be prioritized. The well-being of patients should always come first. As nurses and healthcare professionals, we need to be advocating for a return to a system that values informed decision-making, cautious prescribing practices, and comprehensive evaluations ensuring that psychotropic drugs are used judiciously for those who truly need them while minimizing unnecessary risks for others. You're listening to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Before we get started today, I do want to encourage our listeners, if you have questions or comments, or perhaps you want to share your own experiences with what you're seeing on the front lines of healthcare, you can now submit those to any of us by sending them directly to nurses at America Out Loud we will be featuring your questions and comments every Monday on a special Q&A episode with the nurses. We encourage all of you to engage in the battle and find your voice in this fight. But until you are able to do that, we will continue to be that voice for you. Joining me today is Bob Schwartz. He is an impairment expert and survivor of a near-fatal psychotropic medication adverse event, which inspired him to start a mission-based 501c3 called A Better Bob, where he serves as an executive director. He is also the executive film producer of a short documentary film about his tragedy and experience. 
Bob, welcome. Thanks so much for coming on with me today. Kimberly, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, so we met, um, I guess it was it almost a year ago now? Uh, coming up on a year at, uh, at Charlotte I, Maps. No, I thought it was Next Steps. Was it Next Steps or was it Maps? It was, you want to uh, stand corrected. It was at, uh -huh. it was at Next Steps. We, I, you did just an outstanding um, uh, uh, you know, uh, presentation at, at Next Steps. And uh, that evening, uh, you know, I came up and introduced myself and we, had, we struck up a great conversation. Yes, yes. That's, now, that's what I was remembering. And then I had the great fortune of seeing you again at the MAPS conference. And you know, we've um, had the pleasure of seeing you at several other events. And you've been such a great supporter of uh, me personally and the work that we're doing um, since we've met. And I'm just so grateful for you and all that uh, you've done. I've really enjoyed getting to know you over these past several months. Uh, ditto, ditto here. But I um, appreciate you coming on. And, you know, your story, when I heard it, um, you know, it's it's really, it's truly impactful. It really touched me when I heard that, when I watched your documentary film, especially, um, and it's a 30 minute film, you know, a lot of people don't have much of an attention span these days, and myself included. And I found your film riveting, like I couldn't stop watching it. It was it was really impactful, and again, it really really touched me. So I really would love for you to just share your story with my listeners, and then we can you know talk about how uh, you got started with a better Bob. Uh, yes, great, and, and and again, thank you so much for having me today, Kimberly. Wow, you all know that's that's such an open ended question. Where 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 do I start the story? I guess we can go back to that. Come March, uh, March of twenty twenty four is be nearly twenty years since since um, I had a psychotropic um, disaster that happened in my life. I, um, back in March of 2004, I went to see my, my trusted um, doctor at the time frame, uh, the, the person that I had seen for over uh, five years and, um, you know, almost a personal friend. And um, I went in to see him in regards to back pain and, uh, uh, I was at the time married, two beautiful children, uh, was the number one technology guy in Atlanta as far as uh, working for MCI WorldCom. Um, uh, just had great, great technology career going. Um, was was under a lot, a lot, and those positions you're under a lot of stress. And uh, I was carrying a lot of that stress in my back, and I went to see my doctor. Um, in the course of that uh, appointment, he treated uh, treated me for my back, but uh, as we were leaving the, the last ten minutes of the of the appointment, he said, "What else can I do for you?" I said, "You want to know? I'm having a hard time focusing at, at work." And um, I found out later from other experts that it was probably due to the, the severe back pain I was going through. But I told him at the time I was just having a hard time focusing when it ca came to um, you know uh, work and my type A personality. And he said, you know what, Bob, that could be ADHD. And he goes, um, why don't we put you on a, um, you know, a prescription for a drug called Concerta? And um, at the time, he, he was, was, you know, looking at the, the information and regarding the drug. And he asked me how much I weighed, uh, gave him my weight. And he started me at 54 milligrams, unbeknownst to me, um, that was the highest dose of, of uh, you know, of, of uh, concerta you could give a person 
at that at that time frame. Um, and uh, I, I went home, got the prescription filled the following week. Um, I only took the drug for five days, wondering, you know, how the, how this was going to work on me. And um, on the fifth day, I um, I was sitting at my office desk and I was overwhelmed with the feelings that somebody was after me and somebody was going to hurt me. And um, I picked up all my stuff, put on my overcoat jacket and ran out of the building. And I was uh, and as I went through the revolving door of the building, uh, I got about uh, 25 feet away from the building and I stopped and turned around and I I was kind of, you know, questioning myself. I was like, what what is going on with me? What's you know, I thought somebody was after me and um, unbeknownst to me. And it took it took time later to realize I had suffered a full blown psychosis. Um, and if you need a visual, uh, a visual to understand what, what that is like, um, the, the only explanation I could give you is that there was a 2002 movie out at the time called the beautiful mind with, um, Russell Crowe. And it was the story of John Nash, who was, a who was a super, um, mathematician out of, uh, out of Princeton, and um, he, uh, he he dialogued his story on 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 uh, schizophrenia, and um, that was that was the situation that had happened to me. And then, um, like like the movie, he went through just a, a horrific life after that. Um, mine was uh, mine was similar but uh you know uh, just a, just a bad bad situation as far as um I, you know i suffered many many side effects after that from 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 the, from that psychosis and um life has never been the same i you know um i i tried battling um what happened to me uh for 2 years but uh i was forced into divorce and um and then I lost, uh, we, we lost a home, uh, lost my career, at which I've never been able to restart my technology career. And um, it's just been a, tif- a, a difficult journey. And this is outlined in, in the documentary movie, If I Had Known the Risk, because what I found out later um, from, um, from all the research that we had done and all the people that I reached out to for help is that... Um, the doctor had given me three times the starting prescription for a drug. So in five days, it, it altered my life forever. Yeah, because typically that is a type of medication that you were, typically you would titrate up on that, that you would start at a lower dose and then you would titrate up. Um, and so they gave you basically the, the ending dose. To start with, uh, right? The, you're right. The, it, it, usually, somebody has to ramp up as far as finding out, you know, what's what's his tolerance level. It mm-hmm. should have been 18 milligrams that I started at, right. and um, obviously that didn't happen. And I, uh, you know, had a, had a severe reaction to it. And again, um, there's there's not much science behind ADHD. This is probably one of the biggest controversies that's going on in the country today. Um, you know, there, you know, when, you know, when we get into, when we get into it further, I can tell you more that 
that um, it's an it's an acronym that um, that 60 years ago, a lot of people thought was daydreaming or, you know, somebody that's not focusing well, you know, and and instead of treating um, uh, that acronym with some high powered drugs that they do, as when I say high powered drugs, we're talking about stimulants in, in the in the form of, um, you know, cocaine and meth uh, family as far as uh, as far as uh, Adderall and and uh, methadentate uh, is is what they use for uh, Concerta. So um, it's uh, again, just uh, um, it was something that I, I had no informed consent of what was uh, of what the doctor was was handing me or how was I supposed to know what dose that I was supposed to start this drug at? And um, again, it's just been, it's just been a long, painful journey. Um, more, um, you know, uh, a lot of, um, you know, just a, a lot of um, hardship along the way. Uh, and what's interesting is when I say use the word hardship, it's unspeakable hardship. You know, this is not something um, you know, uh, mental health is not something you open people open up to, uh, as far as, as far as their discussions. So, uh, you, you're out there talking to, you know, you just can't go up to somebody and, and, and let them know what, what that story was. And, and again, you know, just going over the description of my story. And when you see the 30 minute documentary, it's a very thought provocative, uh, documentary movie. And it's it, and it's it's not all um, uh, hardship. It it really starts off uh, talking about you know my you know my family, um, you know some great great years in high school, you know, and uh, you know my athletic career there, and uh, you know it was just a great journey. And and you know I was I was living a life of utopia, being married and uh, having a very successful career in Atlanta up to two thousand and four, and you know, we're nearly 20 years later and, um, you know, I'm still trying to write the ship of, of what happened to me and educate a lot of people of what, you know, what, what truly transpired, you know, to cause a lot of this hardship. Yeah. And it's so, what you're doing is so necessary. And the reason why it really resonated with me when I watched this video, um, was because my son and my son was diagnosed with ADHD. I had my son when I was very young. I was, um, uh, had my son when I was 17. So I was a very young mom. And by the time he was six years old, his, um, his teachers started to say, you know, he wasn't really a disruptive child, but he didn't really sit, he didn't like to sit still a whole lot. He um, would fidget a little bit in his seat, you know, but he wasn't, um, he was not bad, a bad child. He was not, you know, didn't misbehave really, not too mischievous, but just that he couldn't sit still. He would want to get up and like maybe walk to a window or something like that. And um, they, this was too much for them to deal with apparently. So they insisted that I medicate my child and I never wanted to medicate him. I'm like, I don't understand why you feel like he needs medication. Maybe just like, I don't know, let him walk around for a minute. He wasn't that disruptive, but it, it didn't seem like anything that I, I felt like got to a point where he would need to be medicated. Um, but I was basically, you know, uh, gaslit and bullied by medical professionals and by um, school educational professionals that I needed to medicate my child 
or I was somehow a bad mom. I wasn't doing what was best for him and he was going to suffer in the long run because I was being selfish by not wanting to medicate him. So um, after a while, yeah, I, I ended up putting him on. It was the same medication, Bob. It was the Concerta. And, you know, my son struggled for a long time after that. And I felt like, you know, he struggled with um, depression and, and different different things that he just, I, I never felt like he was the same. You know, I just never felt like he was the same after that medication. He was on it for uh, a little over a year. And then I just, I, I didn't want to see him that way anymore. And I, I took him off the medication. But so seeing your story really resonated with me. And I'm, I'm sure with so many other parents, who are being bullied into putting their children on medications. These doctors aren't looking at things like, you know, um, nutrition, diet, exercise, getting out in nature. These are all things that can help with, um, with depression, with focus and all of that. Why are we not looking at these more holistic modalities, do you think? Um, just, you know, first off, I want to say, um, uh, you know, I, I've heard hundreds and heard hundreds of stories just like yours and, and your and your six year old son at the time. And um, the the these are crimes against humanity as far as as far as I'm concerned, as far as, you know, you know, giving somebody a powerful medication like that, a stimulant and for somebody who is six years old, nine year old, 12 year olds that, you know, before they're the, the consenting age of 18 you know, you're, you're giving them dangerous medications and it's just, um, it, you know, it's, it, again, it's just, it's, it's a shame that, that, um, that medical science. And again, uh, it goes back to bad science that, that we're, we're going down this path and not looking toward a more healthier, holistic solution where we're just, what, what, what we were just talking about. And I think people, you know, again, I think people want to, um, you know, have better control of, of a child when they're able to um, stimulate their central nervous system and really, uh, really numb them down. And that's what you're really doing. You're really that these drugs go after your central nervous system, which controls all your, your thoughts and all your movements. And um, it puts it puts your your system on hyper focus and um uh, you know, in some instances, you know, the, you know, it, the parents say, well, it really works. Their, their grades are really improved, but uh, some of the added side effects are, are horrific as far as, uh, you know, a loss of appetite, um, you know, uh, you know, ticks that they, they end up getting. Um, they, you know, they, um, they, it really steals their joy. They're, 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 you know, they have a, a, a lack of um, empathy as far as, you know, they, they're really not, they're very unemotional of what, you know, what they're, what they're really experiencing. And in some instances, um, a lot of instances, it, it stunts, it stunts the child's growth. And, um, uh, you know, and, and it, these, again, these are, these are uh, reactions that are not really explained very well when it comes to informed consent, because everyone just wants to, be under the premise of fixing the problem right away. Yeah, it's a quick fix in the Band-Aid, um, you know, of, of a pill. And there is no informed consent. And the problem is that these parents really implicitly trust the white coat. And really, honestly, most of these doctors don't know much about these medications either, you know, other than, you know, they get... Um, 
the, the pharmaceutical reps will come in and they'll give the, their little, you know, spiel on uh, mechanism of action and they'll give, they'll leave, typically leave some samples and they're like, okay, well, we'll try it on some patients and we'll see how it goes. You know, and that's, that's really what it is. It's not like they're, they're doing all of this research into these medications. They're just really, and they call it practice, practicing medicine for a reason. Um, they are practicing on you, your children, your loved ones. Um, and it's, and it's sad. It's sad what's happening. But we see it over and over again. There's no informed consent because they themselves are not truly informed, Bob. And how is we, how can we as healthcare professionals provide informed consent when we're not informed ourselves? Uh, exactly, exactly. And, and you are the, and the, the way you in, in, get informed is, again, that's why I've come on out with a documentary movie to just bring attention, uh, awareness, caution, and accountability to the psychotropic drug industry. And, and it's not only ADHD, it could be anti-anxiety, anti-depression, which we are, Kimberly, we are at epidemic levels since the Absolutely. pandemic yes. that, you know, children... Uh, that went through one of the most horrific um, me worldwide medical or, um, you know, uh, virus situation in, in the world. Um, you know, they, they you know, they, they, they now are, are going back to school today unfocused, uh, depressed and and have anxiety. And what do parents do when they when they go in for their, you know, they go in for a checkup, they go, well, you know, let's. Let's let's start them on some psychotropic drugs. And this is why, um, you know, on my website, www.rxisks.com. Let me repeat that again. www.rxisks.com risk. Um, you will see where I put down some statistics of that 15 percent of uh, the children under 18 uh, are on the on these psychotropic drugs, and that one out of every four American now are on some form of mental health uh, medication. Um, this is this is um, there's a famous interview that happened back in 2006 between Tom Cruise and Matt Lauer. If you if you Google it for the people younger, you can Google it and see it was a fascinating interview at the time. Uh, but, uh, you know, Matt, you know, Matt Lauer was really questioning Tom Cruise about about these drugs. And Tom Cruise was uh, was totally against these these drugs. And he was just saying that we're we're entering a brave new world when we're when we're when we're leading with these with this with this kind of medication. And, uh, you know, uh, 17 years later, he was, um, you know, he, he was correct. Yeah. Yeah, and he was roundly criticized for that, if I remember correctly, wasn't he? He almost lost his career. You know, yeah. what's interesting, because it's funny at the time, being, I, I wouldn't call the word the best word funny, but it was that um, Matt Lauer was the top journalist in the country at the time in 2006 until his bad acts years later. And Tom Cruise was really blackballed in Hollywood for, you know, for taking, you know, for, you know, taking this kind of stance. And I don't know if you go back two years ago, um, you know, he was on top of the world with Top Gun. And uh, I think people are still asking where in the world's Matt Lauer. Right, exactly, exactly. But I think it's, you know, coming out and speaking out against a, a machine, really, because Big Pharma has, um, 
you know, there's, there's so many heads on this snake, right? I mean, we have big pharma, we have big tech, we have these big corporations in Hollywood. And I think that, um, and there's a lot of incestuous relationships there. Um, and we, it's not just, there's many heads on this snake. Let's just say that. Um, so for somebody to speak out against it, that's a, that's a big deal. Yes. Uh, yeah, again, um, uh, you know, I am, um, it's, uh, what I'm doing is thought provocative. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, it's hard for people to process because, uh, uh, again, um, it looks like I'm, I'm going against the medical community and mm -hmm. in, in yeah. what they're recommending. And, um, I'm just pointing out the facts. Um, uh, if you go to the top of my webpage site, it says risk, educate, not medicate. And, um, and again, I just want to point out the, the facts about, uh, these, these psychotropic drugs and, and there's, there's more, there's more danger than there, than there is benefit, uh, to them. I mean, the, these drugs haven't won any kind of uh, Nobel prize. Uh, and if you really go back and do the true history, especially on the ADHD side, or, you know, that, um, uh, Hitler, you first used these drugs um, on his troops during the Blitzkrieg. Uh, it was called Pervitin at the time. And um, this is why they were able to go 24 by 7 through Europe in a heartbeat. And that's when that's when um, the world history first started to realize that, um, you know, the, what what these uh, what these you know drugs were all about. And, um, you know, years later, um, somehow it has made its way back into our country and that we're giving it to our children. So, um, you know, that's just a I think just a real bad page in, in history when when we're taking something from um, Hitler's playbook. And we see we see that over and over again these days, don't we? But I, I think, you know, there's a lot of definitely an, a lot of overdiagnosing of ADHD. I think it's the really simple to say, you know, if somebody is uh, a little, like we said, daydreaming or, um, you know, acting a little bit out of um, the, the norm, then they automatically label them with ADHD. And I can remember going back to my, my child when he was uh, in first grade, I, they got so mad at me, Bob, because I didn't tell his teachers that he had been diagnosed with ADHD. And I didn't do that for a reason because I did not want to put a label on my child that he would have to live with for the rest of his life. When again, I didn't feel like he had ADHD. Um, I just felt like he was a normal little precocious little boy. You know, that's, that's what I thought. Um, but they were convincing me that he had ADHD, that he had all of these, you know, other issues, but I didn't want to put a label on him like that. And I was, you know, very, um, criticized by his school to the point where they told me that they wouldn't even allow him to be there any longer unless I medicated him. So, it was, um, it was it was really a difficult situation. And again, his behavior was not that bad. It was just, you know, that he, he was maybe getting up out of his seat, things like that. So I feel like the overdiagnosis of ADHD, certainly, and then we're handing out prescriptions to these children like candy, like candy. Uh, Halloween candy. 
I mean, it's just it's it's even. I mean, again, there's 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 more dangers to them than, than there are benefits. And and uh, what you know, what you just said before, clearly, clearly is, is out there as far as uh, we're in the midst of label warfare. As far as uh, you know, you know, you know, you could take any child and look at their observed conditions and slap a label on them. And, 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 and that's where the crimes against humanity really sinks in, if you sit back and think about it. I mean, here's a child that wakes up, and, and what they want to do is, you know, they wake up every day happy and joyful, and all they want to do is, is fit in in life. Every day is their, you know, at six years old, you know, a lot of their, a lot of their days, their first rodeo. Yeah. And so when somebody when somebody gives them a you know a diagnosis of 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 um, ADHD uh, or you know basically you're telling them that they're not like the other children and that you know they have their they have this this condition and and you know that breaks their spirit you know, that's that that is something where they. They, you know, it's it's again something where we're we're slapping a label on something where it's not a disease, it's a disorder. Again, it's an observed condition that uh, that uh, there's no scientific proof or evidence behind it. And it was pointed out greatly in another movie called Generation RX that in 1998 the NIH had a meeting to set the criteria in regards to ADHD. And they had uh, over, um, over 100 psychiatrists come to this, to this meeting. They, they had a three-day uh, seminar. And uh, basically, after the, end of this, this, uh, after the end of this conference, they came, they came back with the conclusion that there is no scientific proof uh, of ADHD, and it shouldn't be treated with high-powered medications. So how how are we 23 years later um, at an epidemic level of a drug that uh, that there's no scientific proof behind? Exactly, exactly. And to put to your point, what you were saying about it, just like you know breaking their spirit, and I I really always felt like that. You know, my my son once he 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 would start saying things like, well, you know, I can't do this because you know it's it's he would take, he didn't want to take accountability for it. And he would just say, well, it's my ADHD. I can't do that because of my ADHD. And he would use that as a crutch or as a reason to not, um, you know, be motivated or to excel at anything. He didn't want to excel at anything. And, and it really broke my heart to see that happening over and over again with him. And it was always a struggle to get him to, 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 you know, try to, um, to do anything, you know, uh, outside of, you know, outside of, uh, you know, what, what they told him he could do, you know, or that he, he always felt limited. I will say that he always felt limited. And I would great, great, really great word, great word, limited as far as, and again, you just, you just described it. I mean, uh, again, children develop at, at, at different speeds and different, uh, different courses and different ages. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. Michael Jordan got cut his sophomore year and uh, as sophomore year in high school for basketball, you know, two year, you know, he didn't come home and, and say, hey, mom, I need to find a drug to get better at, at basketball. He went back out on the court, applied some skills 
and worked real hard to become the number one player in North Carolina two years later and, and then went on to an unbelievable career at North Carolina and then the NBA where he ended up being the, you know, the goat of all time as far as basketball. And it's, it's the same with children and, and the way they develop and they learn. Your six-year-old is not going to be the same person at 16. And, mm -hmm. and it works both ways. But, uh, you know, when, when we start compensating or labeling at, at such a young age, um, you're really going down a slippery, slidey slope to, you know, what, you know, you, you know, you're, you're really, you really might be altering the plan. And I know this is, this is where, you know, where we, where you, you know, you have to work in the holistic part. You might be altering God's plan for this child when you, when you start, you know, handing out, you know, uh, high powered drugs for, for, for him. Oh, absolutely. Or her. And we're suppressing, you know, um, their, their potential. We're suppressing so much of their potential with these medications. We're going to dig into so much more of this on the other side. But America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, or Alexa 24-7. Great talk radio. All of our shows go to podcast the following day. You can hear them on apps such as Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcasts, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. Don't forget to check out our online store at americaoutloud.shop where you can find all of the products that we represent on our network at a discounted rate, including ASEA Redox, which I can personally speak to seeing fantastic results with, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. Use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your purchase. I'll catch you on the other side of this break. Stay with us. It's time in this world. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discussed the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today 
and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with oxy powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why oxy powder is our number one seller. It works. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Wherever you're listening from today and whatever you're doing, I thank you for giving me the gift of your time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.news your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. Now, if you're just joining us, I've been talking with Bob Schwartz, who is an adverse event survivor. Bob, thanks so much for being here with me today. Kimberly, again, thanks so much for having me. 
Absolutely. And before we went to break, we, of course, we, we covered, you know, the over diagnosis of ADHD, the over prescribing by these physicians uh, to children with these psychotropic drugs that there's no science behind it helping. And there's a lot of science behind it causing um, more damage, a lot more harm than good. Um, but many things that we see in our society, when we look at um, things like school shootings, mass shootings, um, I would say the majority of these people are on a psychotropic medication. Is that, is that correct? Oh, and, you know, Kimberly, there's 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 overwhelming evidence today now that 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 these drugs do play a role in, in somebody that, you know, that is that is labeled with mental health issues. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest frustration that's going on today, uh, that that people aren't really identifying what the what the true problem is. And it's it's these drugs that lead to. To, to uh, again, mass shootings. Um, I mean, let's take, for example, uh, you know, last evening, uh, the, the, we had a 40 year old man who was uh, um, a, a firearms expert and, um, you know, you know, had a, had a mental breakdown over the summer. And obviously, uh, they're not going to release what kind of drugs that he was on, psychotropic medications that he was on or who a psychiatrist was, they're, they're just going to label them as mental health, having mental health issues. And, uh, you know, we're, we're not getting to the bottom of what, what has transpired with these, with these, uh, with, you know, the dangers of these drugs. And if you sit back and think about it, the explosion that has happened with these drugs um, since, the, since the early 90s, um, and and the the increase in mass shootings yeah. that have happened in our country, uh, they're parallel as far as um, uh, as far as the the number of prescriptions of these drugs that we're handing out to not only not only uh, you know students uh, but also with adults. So yeah. look uh, at that! Look at that mother! That mother that just uh, killed her three children. I think that was in maybe it was in Massachusetts. I can't remember what what state she was in, but she was on. I want to say she was being treated for postpartum depression. She had three small children. Um, that and, and it's such a tragic story. And um, she was on. I want to say thirteen different medications. And you all know that 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 was yes that was a delivery nurse out of out of Boston out, out of Boston. Think about it, a delivery nurse, yeah. and um, uh, yeah, everybody said uh, the the world's greatest mom, just a just a really beautiful person. And after the after her third child, she had some postpartum depression, and um, uh, they they overmedicated her. Um, uh, I don't know if they, they took her off too fast of some of the medications and that's, that's the danger of these medications that there's not very good, uh, informed consent right. about going on these medications about, uh, an exit strategy. If you don't even like being on these medications or trying to get off of them, it could take you months to two years of getting off this medication once you start it. So there's not very good informed consent about getting uh, getting on these medications. So getting back to the story with the nurse, 
We don't know if, if she was withdrawal, was having withdrawal symptoms from these, from these drugs, but uh, ended up uh, as her husband went to the, to the grocery store, uh, ended up strangling all three children and then jumping out the window and breaking her back. And now she's on trial for murder. Um, uh, and again, was a beautiful mother and a delivery nurse. And again, uh, you know, just, um, you know, you, you, what, what can you tie back to why something like this is happening and uh, nobody's connecting the dots right. of the psychotropic meds again, you know, you know, we're watching the TV set today and everybody's just in horrified that, that somebody can walk into a bowling alley and, and, um, uh, you know, a bowling, how a bowling alley and a restaurant and kill up to 18 people. And what would drive somebody to do something like that? And if you go through all these bizarre um, or un unspeakable, horrific crimes, um, the common denominator is psychotropic meds. But because of HIPAA safety laws, um, they can't be brought out to in the public. And again, this is big pharma's control on um, on on the the, Amer the American society as far as um, releasing this kind of information. Absolutely, and you know, having gone through what you did, your your own personal tragic experience, um, you are taking that and you are using it for good. Um, you created a better Bob. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Tell the listeners, you know, what is the main mission and your purpose of a better Bob and how it just aims to make that positive impact on individuals who have experienced these adverse medication events. Yeah. Uh, again, Kimberly, and that's a great, that's a great lead into it because the movie's just a short half hour documentary where, you know, again, uh, you, I take the first 17 minutes to really go over more of the personal side. And the last 13 minutes was was really was really uh, diving into the, the litany of indifference, because once the, once I, I suffered um, the tremendous psychosis and uh, and the, the breakdown and destruction of of my family, my career and everything, I, I, I in real time, I try to let. Uh, the drug manufacturer Johnson and Johnson know. I let my doctor know. Hey, something is terribly wrong with me. I need I need help. And um, they they kept they kept telling me it it was it was something that was going on in my head. And um, you know that uh, that this is something that that uh, you, I'm not trying hard enough to really try to get better from the cognitive impairment. And PTSD that this this had left me with, and um, uh, you know that's one of the reasons why I decided to move forward to explain a complicated story in a documentary movie, which again is only thirty minutes, and you can watch it on www.rxisks.com, and and see for yourself as far as what what led into this and. What's really interesting is we look 20 years later and I live a more holistic life. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a very um, disciplined diet. Uh, I have to exercise every day. Uh, I get a B12 shot every, every 10 days uh, to help me cognitively. 
and um, I'm out there trying to tell my story to bring to uh, bring sunlight onto the situation as far as uh, this could happen to anybody, uh, you know. And and the sad thing about it is that um, you know it, this this impacted my family, and um, you know uh, you know it was uh, an unspeakable hardship that um, that that is that has gone on for close to 20 years now. Yeah. And I mean, thank God that you're doing what you are because, you know, you, you will save so many children and so many parents, so many moms from, from, you know, going through what, what we did with my son, um, and, and just having that education and, and knowing better that because you're giving them education, you're giving them informed consent that their doctors, unfortunately, are not. Um, so thank God for you. And we're going to make sure that we include links to your website and a link to the trailer and the documentary will be in the show notes that accompany this episode. Um, so everybody will have the opportunity to go and I would highly encourage you to uh, go and watch this film. It is it's truly impactful. And you actually came out and you spoke at an event that we did in, um, where was it in Nashville? Yes. Um, yes, this past April, and we actually showed your documentary uh, to our audience, to our conference audience. And I'm sad that you won't be able to be with us at this next one. Um, but um, it was really, it was really moving for everybody in attendance. Uh, thank, thank you, Kimberly. And that's, 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 you know, that's what I really want to to really start doing is, is, is traveling to, and to get together with large groups that, that you have at your conferences and showing this half hour documentary and then having, you know, uh, you know, uh, another half hour or 20 minute uh, Q and a afterwards that just really, you know, really just opens up people's eyes to what is really going on out there in our country and what, what, you know, like I said, the dangers, and it's all about you know bringing awareness, caution, and accountability to these to these psychotropic meds, and uh, it's more about uh, you know the risk where it's more educate, not medicate, and uh, you know depending more on holistic solutions um, and and not altering God's plan for that for a child or or anybody out there. Exactly. So your work uh, that you're doing, what type of support and resources are you able to provide to survivors of these um, adverse events? Um, on the website, uh, a great question. On the website, I, I do have, um, please tell us your story, because um, where, things are, where things are going with, uh, with, the, with the support is that uh, obviously we want to uh, build more of a uh, an accountability side of the of the the five hundred one c three mission, where we're going to be doing more movies, more documentaries. Uh, we really want to table it something similar to what's going on uh, with the opioid crisis that happened, um, you know, that happened many years ago, but that took down uh, Purdue Pharma. Uh, you know, um, uh, they. Um, you know, there's a lot of similarities to um, the painkiller and the addiction to what you have with the psychotropic meds and the, um, the withdrawal, the withdrawal syndromes that people have with these drugs. And, and again, the dangers of, of uh, the mass shootings that are connected with them. And we feel that, uh, you know, that our, our, our turn is going to be next as far as when you see documentary miniseries like Dope Sick 
and uh, Painkiller that is out there right now on Netflix. Um, I feel that, you know, in, in five years, there will be many series about uh, highlighting the, the dangers of what these meds are, are really doing to the American society. Yeah, I certainly hope so, Bob. And I believe that there will be um, as hard as you're working out there. And it's, it's so appreciated the work that you're doing. Um, it really is about awareness and education and you're doing so much of that and that's so appreciated. Um, but so what about any upcoming projects or initiatives uh, that you're working on that you can kind of tell our listeners about, uh, you know, as far as, you know, what are we going to do moving forward to start holding people accountable? Um, basically, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're still in the midst of that awareness and caution uh, a phase right now. We're, you know, trying to get the, you know, the message out there that the risks, the risks educate, not, not medicate. And, um, you know, again, more documentary films, but, uh, basically if we build up more and more of the, the, um, the stories, uh, eventually we want to go back and, and again, do, do the accountability and, and, and and see if we can do um, uh, you know a lawsuit in regards to um, you know holding people accountable you know as far as the, uh, as far as these meds are concerned that would be that would be a great overall strategy that we that we are working on every day um, uh, but that's going to take time it's going to take uh, a lot of effort um, people that want to come forward with their stories but more importantly. Um, it's the money aspect too. It, it's yeah. it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money too, as far as trying to uh, build build you know uh, build an audience base that we're trying to go out to. As far as the mama bears, the football dads, the doting grandparents, and again, you know, uh, you know, educating them on on this particular situation. Yeah, and I, I can speak to that. I know that well about, you know, just building a grassroots, you know, 501c3 organization is is not easy. And, you know, there are a lot of really larger, you know, corporations and nonprofits out there that do amazing work. But it's hard for the the kind of the little guy, you know, to to get any of the donations. Um, so it's, it's so important to make sure that you are supporting these organizations that are doing really good work. Um, a lot of people wish they could say more or do more but and if you can't that's okay but you should please support those people who are out there putting the effort in and who are doing good and strong work like bob is doing um, please support his organization in any way that you can um, financially sharing stories sharing links you know any it all it all adds up um, to getting that message out there so i would strongly encourage all of my listeners to um, to support uh, bob and a better bob um, and it's knowtherisks.com, www.rxisks.com. And again, we're going to include all of those links in the show notes. Um, Bob, you're doing amazing and important work. And I uh, just want to thank you so much for everything. Kimberly, uh, again, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, and I appreciate, uh, you know, uh, the people going out there and, and getting on the website and um, uh, and feeling feeling um, uh, the need to uh, to make a donation that that would be uh, truly grateful. Um, Godspeed, everyone. Thank you. Absolutely, and there'll be lots of opportunity moving forward, Bob, for us to work together. And again, getting out there, getting to conferences, and and getting that messaging out there. So we'll be talking more about that.
And that's all the time that we have for today, friends. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. You can also catch the encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses. And this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton, and you can find me here every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern as I hand off the baton to Nurse Michelle. We are in a war for truth. We are putting out a bounty on the real misinformation and exposing the purveyors of propaganda. No topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time and